Smaller Time Podcast is sponsored by Diefendorf, the American watch company for people who do life differently. Mel, welcome back to Muller Time. Hey, thanks, Eric. I appreciate that. Uh, Chris is going to be coming back real soon. He's on a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, like like I was just telling you before, uh, the Trump stuff can get to you at times, so I encourage all you guys to just occasionally just take a break, uh, do, do something fun. But to, Yeah, get out of the house. Yeah. Turn get, off the TV. Get off the Instagram. Get yeah. off the Facebook. Yeah, but he's going to be back real soon. Uh, this is the last show of 2018. Yeah, 2018. What a year, man. Yeah, hard to... Uh, Hard to believe, huh? <laughs> Nothing's hard to believe anymore. Yeah. Uh, so I thought we'd just start by just, su- you did a little bit of this last week, but I thought we'd just summarize kind of what went down. Yeah, I was going to continue reading <laughs> from last week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, and yeah. that's it. <laughs> yeah, and everyone who listens to this show knows, right. but I, I have gotten a couple messages over the show's run where people said, hey, can you just go over what happened? Mm-hmm. And I've always, the reason I've avoided that is because I, this, this show ultimately has to be entertaining on some level, and it's boring. But today, of all shows, I think right. is a good time. Okay. You know, so just to do it in my own words, um, uh, I'm sure, we, well, it's too much to do, but the Mueller investigation, which initially started as just a an FBI investigation into Trump's connection to Russia, which was codenamed uh, Crossfire Hurricane by <laughs> after the Rolling Stones song. Okay. Yeah, by Peter Stroke. Um, later, essentially, the was folded into the what we know as the Mueller investigation when Jeff Sessions recused himself and Rod Rosenstein appointed Robert Mueller. Right. Um, you know, which has led to the where we are now, which is. You know, not much really uh, from the Republicans' perspective. Just 192 criminal charges. Right, exactly. 36 indictments, eight mm-hmm. convictions, and four prison sentences. Well, you know, Giuliani said you know, <laughs> that, hey, <laughs> you know, this this should have been wrapped up last last March or April, you know, yeah. and that there is no collusion, and that there's absolutely no collusion at all. And even if there was collusion, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think he even, like, at this point, I wonder, does he... Does he even know what he's talking about? He's no. He's definitely the older grandfather in the house that you should not be listening to anymore. Yeah. Him and Trump had that in common. They're just... They right. Could, right? I mean... Right. They're old and senile. We should not be listening to them anymore. Right. So, Robert Mueller was appointed, a, the former director of the FBI, who, even before this happened, was roundly considered the most honest and... Uh, respected person in Washington DC. You right. know, and a Republican. And a Republican, which I mean I I want to know someday we still haven't gotten the story about how Rod Rosenstein chose him and the, I would love to know about that conversation. That has not been written about. Right. Well, yeah. um Mueller has been, you know, just a stand-up guy from the beginning. Mm-hmm. What's happened is that a Bush appointed him. And did such a great job that when Obama got into office, Obama had to go to uh, the Senate to reconfirm Mueller again for an additional two years because that's just the type of guy he is, a no-nonsense guy. He gets right to the point. Right. So we got the best guy in charge of this investigation. Right. I do hope in some book someday they, I would, I just really want to know, not if Rod Rosenstein had a short list, was it three guys, was it four, or was it just Mueller? I think it was just Mueller. You think it was? I think so. Yeah. And I would like to know if his political party played into it, because that's, a, frankly, a genius move. 
<laughs> right. To get a Republican in there. Yeah, as much as he's as much as uh through this time he's tried to say things like twelve angry Democrats or things like that. Right. Because he chose a Republican, it's been much, much harder. Mm-hmm. Uh so that it's to this day to the to the uh to right now, it's the most successful special counsel investigation in history. The average special counsel investigation goes for somewhere between three to five years. It's been not even two years. Right. And half of Washington is in jail. <laughs> and, and more. And more to come. And, and, a, and a lot more to come. Right. Uh, so you went over it last week, and our listeners know who's in jail so and who's going to jail. So I don't really have to probably go through um, through all of them, but you, you, you know. Well, I mean, you should probably just once again get in there and just tell everybody. Yeah. I'll run through just the greatest hits. Uh, okay. Paul Manafort, Rick Gates, uh, George Papadopoulos. Um, I mean, I'm, there, there's a... Uh, the Russians. Uh, yeah, the, the, the Russians. So next on the list, Trump Jr., Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, did you mention Rick Gates? And yeah, don't forget about our boy Flynn. Mike Flynn, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, and I hold our listeners in the highest regard, so they know who's they know who went to jail. But right. it, it is good every once in a while just to kind of step back and really look at where we are. I mean, a hundred ninety-two criminal charges. Right. When have you ever heard of something like that? No, I've never heard of anything like that. And plus, we have FBI and other states doing stuff as well. So New York, mm. they're doing things. Jersey, right. they're looking into um, um, other things as well. Right. Aspects of the investigation have been farmed out because there's two other other agencies. Because uh, there's just so much corruption. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just too much corruption for one team to handle. It's just too much. Yeah. One investigation I'm going to go into later, which was farmed out earlier this week, uh, and then one correction I have about something we talked about last week also has to do with that. Uh, so in summary, it, it's the biggest special counsel investigation in history. It's the greatest scandal in American history. Uh, I'm proud to be doing this show, to be living through it. Right. Yeah, you, this is an important time in history. Yeah. You know, we'll look back at on, on everything that took place during this time and, you know, podcasts like this and special news reports and everything that's been happening on NPR and MSNBC and how Fox has shown the news and on all the different biases of all the different news organizations. Mm. This is going to be a really, really important time in history yeah. when we look back at all of this. Yeah. And someday, uh, you know, people might listen to the Muller Time podcast and say, the fuck are those guys talking about? <laughs> I mean, they, they seem exactly. to know what they're talking about. but But really do they? But do they for real? <laughs> but do they really? Yeah, it's been um, it's been a fun time being on the show with you, Eric. Man, um, I'm looking forward to next year. Uh, n- not just Chris coming back and and you, of course, but a bunch of other people and some interviews I have planned as well. Uh, so I'm, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Well, now we finally know how old Trump is mentally. He's an eight year old. <laughs> yeah, because. Seven-year-olds still believe in Santa Claus. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but he's we're, eight. We're but gonna, he's eight. <laughs> we're going to get to that. So now um, now that we've kind of brought you over there, the the uh, government is still shut down. Yes. Uh, 
I wanted to start with that because of how ridiculous it is. Yeah, no, it is ridiculous. So they shut it down over $5 billion for this wall. And if the government has $5 billion just to throw around just willy-nilly like this, you know, there's other things that we could do with that $5 billion. Um, For instance, maybe uh, house the homeless. Mm -hmm. You know, $5 billion is a lot of money. And I've looked into maybe 3D printing a house to see how much that would cost. And there's a company out there called Icon, which can do a 3D printed house for $10,000. Really? Yeah. So if they can build a 3D printed house for $10,000 and we got $5 billion to throw, roll, throw around for a border wall, maybe we should put that to housing. That would be about 500,000 houses. And they offered him $25 billion. He was offered $25 billion and the world's worst negotiator negotiated down to five billion. Yeah, no, that's what's sad about all this is that he claims to be the guy, the uh, the art of the deal, and no deals going on. People are actually not getting paid. Rents due. Um, it's ridiculous out there, and he's throwing around five billion dollars. If you were to ask Trump how many houses he could give with that five billion dollars, most likely his answer would be four. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. But yet we can do with that $5 billion, at least a half million. Now this company also believes that if they were able to uh, get their uh, production to scale, that actually they could reduce the cost to about 40, I mean to about $4,000 a home. And at $4,000 a home, that's over a million homes that could be built, like a million two hundred and fifty thousand homes that could be built just over this $5 billion that we're talking about, throwing around back and forth for a border wall. One of the reasons I call the modern Republican Party terrorists, which is an extreme word, is because this is exactly why. This shutdown is terrorism. It is. There, it's, a, it's a political act. Maybe it's not technically what you would call violent, but if you, you see what they're throwing these people's lives and our lives into chaos. Right. We're more in danger because when you shut down part of the Department of Homeland Security, that puts all of us at risk. There's 800,000 people now not getting paid. Right, right. And a lot of them work at TSA. You think you'd mm-hmm. want to keep our, our airport security paid. Right. What about the EPA? EPA. Oh, they've been trying to... <laughs> they've been trying to get rid of shoot. EPA forever. But but you're right. No, but but your point is correct. Mm-hmm. For, for nothing. For nothing. Over a border wall. Yeah. But now, if this shutdown included their salaries, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Like, I think you brought that up last week. If right. sh- That should be a law. Yeah, it should be a law. It sh- their salary should be included in that. Um, I want to give a plug. You talked about Trump's mental state. Unfit the documentary. Now, mm-hmm. I um, yesterday, I was fortunate enough to interview the director of this new documentary, Dan Partland, and uh, also Art Haran, uh, who I didn't interview, but he was nice enough. He's one of the producers of The Usual Suspects, and uh, okay. he hooked me up with uh, with Dan. So anyway, guys, this is a new documentary about Trump's mental state. I know you, you think you know about it already, but right, um, they're crowdfunding it right now. Uh, these guys okay. are they're multi Emmy award winners, so this is like a real thing. Uh, it's, go to Kickstarter and check it out, and I will have that interview up as soon as possible. But I just wanted to let everyone know this is a project worth looking into. Uh, they have they're uh, partnered up with this coalition called Duty to Warn. And right. It's, it's yeah. It's a bunch of. I told you about it. Right. So. Exactly. And instead of you know us trying to do an anti-wall crowdfunding, why don't we just give to these to these guys mm-hmm. and get this movie done? Yeah. You know that's what we should do with our money. And one of the things I talked about with Dan was that 
yeah, we all know this dude is nuts, but right. putting it in this movie form is it's an effective way to really communicate that. And in the same way that like, did you see Active Measures, the documentary? No, I didn't. It's like they took the Trump-Russia thing and put it into a movie. Like we know that Trump and Russia, like we know what's up with this dude, but it right. doesn't hurt to make a movie out of it. Right. Well, we're going to have plenty of movies, like I said. <laughs> like you said, the TV shows. Yeah, we're going to have the TV shows, the cartoons. The games. The games, the comic books, the drinking games. It's going to be a whole, it's going to be a Trump extravaganza. Yeah. We're going to be Trumping for at least the next hundred years. I'm looking forward to the Mike Flynn drinking game. <laughs> right. I mean, this is going to be fantastic. I can't wait for them to put it all into perspective and into context. Because right now we're getting it at a day by day, you know, just a slow, slow, just drain mm -hmm. of information. But once we're able to put it all in context and, you know, get the big picture of all that's going on, our minds are going to be blown. Yeah. The movies, the TV shows. <laughs> right. I don't think anybody will vote for Republicans again after this is all over right. with. And that's, um, that's, I mean, at least with this incarnation of their party, that's, that's right. certainly fine They're by definitely going to have to change. And then uh, the New York Times dropped the Bone Spurs story. The Bone Spurs. Yeah, so this was like my favorite, like in terms of, I hate to call it entertainment, but that was, it was like my smile story of the week. <laughs> like, there's every week there's like ten Trump scandals, but right. But there's always one that's just aw that's yes. funny. So the Times located two women whose father was a, like a podiatrist. Right. But like he worked out of one of those like storefronts. Well he was in but didn't they own didn't they uh, live in one of uh Fred Trump's uh apartments? Exactly. Right. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if they I think what it was was his business was, was Fred probably. Trump owned it. Okay, yeah. so Fred he his building. business was in okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, to the best of my knowledge. And sorry, I was laughing too hard to catch all the details. <laughs> okay. So, for some reason, what I also found funny was that, like, I don't know why, but it's just always funny to me when, like, a prof like a doctor professional is working out of, like, a mall. That just, <laughs> I've always found that kind of, like, amusing. Yeah, I do, too. I do like, find that weird. When the dentist is in the strip mall, yeah. I'm like, really? Like, but you, like, you want to hit Taco Bell and get your foot looked at? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> My favorite is when the uh, gun store is next to the liquor store. Oh. <laughs> or the what? toy store. What? I've seen that. Uh, oh, like oh, growing up? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I've seen that. You travel you, down to the south, you will find a strip mall that will have a gun store and a toy store and a liquor store all in the same strip mall. Because you sounded like Lawrence Fishburne for a second. Uh, <laughs> remember in, uh, in Boys Only, he's like, why is a gun store always He's like in, the, oh, yeah. in our community? Yeah. Yeah. Always, yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, basically this guy's father was a podiatrist who got Trump out of Vietnam. Right. By saying that he had bone spurs and yeah. did it as a favor to Fred Trump. Yeah. And they said, these these women said for the rest of, of his life, Fred Trump was always available. Right. Like he- Those were his daughters. Yeah. 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 He's no longer around. Mm -hmm. um, he died, uh, but his daughters have come forward and said, yeah, my dad uh, did that for Fred Trump so his son wouldn't have to go to Vietnam. Yeah. So we'll just say he had bone spurs. Right. And and a lot of people did that. And there's no, it's not, again, not that you got out of an immoral and absurd war. No one can blame you, but it's that who he is, that he's a fake tough guy. Right. Who mocks other brave veterans. Right. And that's, and that's just the point that we're calling out here. We know a lot of people left, went to Canada. A lot of people disagreed. Muhammad Ali. Of course. At the time. 
also disagreed in the war and everything that was going on. So I get that, but at the same time, he kind of did it slightly a chicken shit type of way. And again, the main reason why we talk about this, because he is the type of guy to just mock uh, veterans or anybody with disabilities or anything else. So for him being a bully and to uh, pussy out yeah. of going to war, mm-hmm. that's what makes it interesting to me. Right. And that was like his fifth deferment. He got four without the podiatrist. Right. So, you know, he, he was already like Mr. Deferment. Right. But, you yeah. know, it doesn't, the bone spur doesn't uh, hurt his golf game any. Yeah, it's funny because he, yeah, it's like, so how can you be this, as you call yourself, like this great physical specimen, which you're not, but, and also have a, a life-threatening bone spur at the age of <laughs> 18, like those things aren't compatible. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know, it's Trump. Anything's possible with Trump. Right. Uh, I, Look at that hair. That hair is impossible, but he makes it happen. Yeah. That looks like an impossibility. Yeah, and there's a, a lot of contradictions there. And then McClatchy, did you see the McClatchy story on uh, Michael Cohn back in Prague? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, what's funny to me about that is these old guys don't know anything <laughs> about technology. <laughs> they don't know how cell phones work and that you're constantly being tracked. So he's like, no, no, I've never been in Prague. Never, ever. Oh, we got you pinging off these towers <laughs> in, yeah. in Prague. Oh, by the way, and you're and you're calling these Russian guys. Yeah, but, yeah, stu- they, that's why they call it stupid Watergate. <laughs> yeah, it is because they just they don't know technology at all. But so McClatchy dropped this was this was like a couple months ago. They dropped the blockbuster that was the original incarnation of this that Michael Cohen was in Prague, mm-hmm. and and no other organization could confirm it, which was a big deal. And then they were taking a lot of flack. I thought that was ridiculous because they're, I mean, dude, they're one of the, not only are they one of the best news organizations in the world, they were the one of only two to call the Iraq war, that bullshit. Right. Like people forgot about it. They were on that. Right. So I've always had like a lot of respect for them. And I knew, you know, then fast forward to this story. They have four independent sources, as you know, who said that Michael Cohn's cell phone was pinged in Prague. Right. Four. Like, and they're four independent of each other. Mm-hmm. And then a separate source picked picked up Russian, um, I guess some Russian uh, on intercepts saying that Michael Cohn was in Prague. Right. So yeah, that is a third hand kind of account, but this is a trustworthy organization. It's not fucking like. Right. Well, we got him pinging right. off the towers. Right. Right. That's whole, that's cold hard facts right there. Right. And that's in the steel dossier, of course, that he went to Prague. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's his phone. Right, it is. Yeah. Uh, of course, if that's true, it means that he was there, as the Steele dossier says, to pay Russian hackers and do God knows what else. Yeah, or to just look into getting Russian hackers or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not a thousand percent on the collusion. I think they were trying to collude and that things worked out in their favor. Mm-hmm. I think they're too, I almost think they're too stupid to collude. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I think that this was just a, I think that what happened was going on for a long time and this was just a piece of it. I don't know if Michael Cohen even knew every piece of the puzzle. I think with Trump and Russia, as we know, go back real far and you could be right. I mean, some things are just throwing a bunch of darts at a board and seeing what sticks. Right. You have morons like George Papadopoulos, but you also have some fairly savvy players like Paul Manafort, who 
absolutely were like Mr. Collusion. So, look, you, you you could be right. All will be revealed. Yeah, all will be uh, revealed in time. Uh, but but yeah, so that that Michael Cohen story was was pretty big. His phone was ping somewhere in Prague. He now he's he is repeatedly denying this. Right. Um, but I love his tweets though. Mueller knows everything. Yeah. <laughs> These guys, I believe Trump, and uh, I believe Trump and all his uh, little cronies, they're all tweeting now in code. Right. So. He actually blocked me. I'm not sure if you know that story, but last year he, I asked yeah, him. Yeah. yeah. So he, I'm still blocked. I'm mm-hmm. hoping to get unblocked. We repeat that story again. Well, it was just he. I, there was there was an article in Newsweek that he did a shady deal with. This was on the side, like he did his own shady deal. He sold some buildings, and he laundered some money. That's what it, that's how it read to me. So I tweeted him just one afternoon. I said, Mike, why did you launder this money for the Russians? And then, like shortly later I looked at my phone and I have a response this wasn't okay. even from the Mueller Time podcast this was just from my personal right. account mm-hmm. it was like it was like contrary to your biased remark I, and then he he said that was a family trust and then it was like block wow and, and I was like word I'm coming up you wow know? you got his attention yeah I should have called the special counsel right then <laughs> but, you got his attention you should have got but, Mueller on the line right then my sole contact with the special counsel has been I I'm not sure if you know this, but I emailed them the podcast. I did. Okay. Yeah. I sent them a complimentary email. Okay. I said, what the hell? Like, somebody's going to read this email. Like, it's not it's not Mr. Mueller, but, you know, somebody. Somebody somewhere. They'll, yeah. they'll listen to the podcast, maybe. Yeah. Hey, it could, it could get to them. Maybe. I probably wouldn't listen to a show if I was working 15 hours a day on the Mueller investigation. Like, I wouldn't want to hear another show. Mm-hmm. But you never know. Right. Well, I don't even open up emails from people <laughs> I don't know. If I get an that, email with an attachment, eh, nope, don't answer. That's why you're not a Trump supporter. <laughs> no, <laughs> exactly. If you were a Trump supporter, you open up everything. I open up everything. Yeah. Nah, like, nah. Even Chase one day sent me uh, an email talking about something. Uh, and they needed my social security number or whatever. I was like, wait, what? Huh? No. Nah. Yeah. I'm out. Nope. Yeah. Delete. It could have been legit, could have been legit, or it could have been fake. But with Michael Cohen, uh, just one more thing about that. Someone noted that not only is he denying it, but he, at one point, he testified that he'd never been to Prague. Right. And a lot of people have noted, well, why didn't Mueller charge him with lying to Congress? I, I'm not. Again, we're just all is all speculation, but maybe that's part of something he doesn't want the public to know about yet. If you charge the guy with something, then everyone's going to know that he was in Prague. So maybe he's just, there's bigger fish to fry. Yeah, that's what I believe. There's much bigger fish to fry. That's that's so low on Mueller's list. Of, oh, yeah, you lied to me about Prague? Uh, whatever. Yeah, right. We've, we've got. <laughs> we got so much more on you, dude. We, we, we have a lot to, to <laughs> right. talk about. Exactly. So Trump told a seven-year-old that Santa's not real. Well, uh, yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. That's that's what a seven-year-old girl. Literally cementing your reputation as that. That's why comedy writers are having so much trouble now. That's right. literally, as you know, as a comedy writer myself, that's something I would write in a sketch. Mm-hmm. But it happened. But it happens in real life. Right? So you, you can't write it. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. It's it's all too good. 
So, yeah, so now we understand that uh, Trump's mental age is not five like we thought it was for having a tantrum over this uh, border wall, mm. but his actual mental age is eight. Right. Because he's the bully that doesn't believe in Santa Claus no more and is going to bully all the other kids because they do. Right. Like, what, seriously, like, what are you doing? Like, who does that? Trump. Yeah. Yeah. That's Trump. And he, you know, some people noted he appeared to be almost smiling. I mean, it's pretty sick stuff. Yeah, no, nah, he's he's a twisted dude. But apparently he cleaned up his act right after that. Oh, how, how's yeah, that? Yeah, he cleaned up his act after that and the next kids. Oh, he, did he? Yeah, he just was like, ooh, Santa's coming, yay. Yeah, maybe his but wife kicked him or something. Something happened. <laughs> something happened or the blood red trees started bleeding. That's what goes into this uh, this documentary, Unfit, that I was telling you guys about, the Kickstarter, where they go into this thing called malignant narcissism, which is what he is, and how that brings about behavior like that. Totally bizarre, off-the-wall, you know, sociopathic. Yeah. Well, we know he's a sociopath. Right. That we already know. He's, um, you know, he's old, though. Yeah. And we got to remember that, too. He's He's old. He's senile. Yeah, yeah. He eats a lot of you know mm-hmm. fast food that was popular like in the eighties, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, well, remember when like McDonald's was like that was like a, s- a special night out. I thought you were gonna say, remember when McDonald's was good? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say um, it, it tasted great, but I don't think it was ever good for us though. You ever, hey, you ever, you ever watch some old McDonald's commercials like from like back in the day, like no, with the Hamburglar and uh, Grimace? Even just the way they portrayed like people, yeah, that too. But it was hilarious. <laughs> like they're, those, if you go on YouTube and just watch some old fast food commercials, okay, they're 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 a genre in and of kind of unto <laughs> themselves, a, it, it, right? Yeah, look, it, you do anything in our past here, and it's it's hilarious. We go back and just look at movies that were done in the eighties and how it wouldn't even stand up today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, the market continues to crash. Uh, there was a big one in between last show and this show. Right. But then it's rebounded since. Yeah, it rebounded um for about a day. So that was that was good. Mm-hmm. Uh the shutdown and just in general, this chaos is what's going on. Right. And the one thing that these Trump supporters have always touted, like, you know, when you're eat, you know, I don't know, you're at Thanksgiving dinner with one of them is the stock market. And now they're gonna lose that too. Right. And that was one of the things that I always thought about as well. I always, always commented on, well, you know, something is going on because the stock market's still just trucking along fine, right. even with all these uh, tweets. But now, not so much anymore. It can't. You this the, this type of chaos can is eventually going to affect the markets. Right. Well, as we know, the adult in the room is now gone. He quit. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, we have no idea what's uh, about to happen next. Except for uh, Diefendorf, our sponsor. <laughs> Diefendorf is the American watch company for people who do life differently. You know, I'm rocking it right here, Mel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Swiss That's, movement. It's nice. Yeah. So if you guys go to uh, getagreatwatch.com, you get $50 off with, do you remember the discount code, Mel? Uh, lock him up. Lock him up. Lock him up. Yeah. They're yeah. great watches uh, assembled in the, in the USA. Uh, and they're our first sponsor, so we love them. Yeah, and they're nice watches. I really do like that watch. Yeah, Mel. Um, Mel stole. He was trying to steal Chris's. I'm still gonna jack Chris's yeah. watch. 
Yeah. He parks right next to me. I'm going to jack his watch. I'm yeah. waiting for him. I might, I might be there too, you know, <laughs> in the background. Like, yeah, you're going to help me. Yeah. You're going to help me. You're going to lure him out. You're going to say, hey, Muller. And Chris is going to turn around. <laughs> is, that Rob, is, is that Robert Muller right there? Chris is going to turn around. I'm going to jack that watch. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, go to getagreywatch.com. And uh, not only are you supporting Diefendorf, you're supporting Muller time as well. Nice. Matt Whitaker. Matt Whitaker, our new attorney general. The All-American? You know it. Yeah. <laughs> you saw that? He's a, he's an All-American. Yeah. So you want to tell the people or should I tell the people? Yeah, you go ahead and tell the people about our All-American. So Matt Whitaker, um, a.k.a. the Kingpin, <laughs> who I call because he looks like the Kingpin. He does look like the Kingpin. Uh, Matt Whitaker has been lying about being an All-American. I don't mean like one time. Like, this is on this dude's resume, like, right now. Right, exactly. Like, everywhere, it's it's so crazy, too, because mm-hmm. why would you pick that one thing? Yeah, right. Why would you, and why do you put that on your resume? When when I read this, I just remembered, <laughs> I just remembered that I'm actually in uh, who's who of uh, high school students. Seriously? Yeah, I'm in the book. I'm actually in the book of who's who. For high school students, and I've never, ever, Whoa. ever brought that up or put that in anything or on any resume at any time. If I knew that, I would have been a lot nicer to you. <laughs> Thanks. I didn't know you were royalty. But that was just so weird to me, and it, it totally flashed me back. But for him, he was All-American in uh, college. So I guess that's a little more relevant, but still kind of weird that you put that in your resume. This is where we are. This is so insane. That is a... A lie like that is an instant disqualifier from pretty much anything in law or law enforcement. Like something, right? You you, you won't get a job, right? And not only has he gotten a job, he's at the highest, our nation's top law enforcement job, right? And he's still there, like, well, it, you know, crooks, crooks. We all got crooks hiring crooks and being crooks. And look at the temperament of our uh, latest uh, Supreme Court justice. Oh man. Come on. Dude. Come on. That's Dude. not the temperament of a Supreme Court justice at all. I like beer. So what I like beer. Dude. That, beer. Yeah. I like beer. Well, cause he was he was Jones in like a motherfucker. <laughs> he was. He, he had to bed. Come on, like dude. I like beer. You, all you have to know is at least one alcoholic mm. or drug addict and then look <laughs> at him and to know Right. I was hanging out with Squee. We're 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 doing late we're, we're weights and drinking beer, like dude. I mean, he did everything but scratch at his collar, like like mm-hmm. Tyrone Biggums from from, from <laughs> right. the show, like a crackhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty much. He was yeah. bugging. He was he was definitely bugging out. He lost it on that one. You, but that temperament is not the temperament that you want for Supreme Court justice, dude. I was reading about this one thing with him that was so cr- like this woman came. This was this was just like a month ago. She worked with him on, I think when he worked on the Ken Starr investigation because he's worked on every shitty fucking right wing hit job. Right. This woman remembered one night. She's 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 working. It's late, and he came in like a fucking lunatic. He walked up to her. She had just been hired. He's like, "Who are you? Like, who are you working for? Like." Mm-hmm. It wasn't even like Kavanaugh being the usual Kavanaugh, like blackout Brett, the rapist. Right. He was more like paranoid Kavanaugh. And 
I'm sure he was intoxicated. <laughs> yeah. Who, d- who does that? Look, it, it's a whole list of weirdos that we've got going on here. It's a, it's a full-on circus jumping off at, in D.C. right now. But that you're right, though, man. That hearing, that's an all-timer. Like, like you know, the hearing with Squee. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was great political theater. I feel sorry for, uh, what's her name? Uh, Blasey Ford. Yeah, Christine Blasey, Dr. Yeah, Christine, Ford. Yeah. yeah, Dr. Ford. I feel sorry for her. I know. But, I mean, she showed true strength. Yep. And um, I hope that's inspiring to pretty much everybody out there. You know, no matter what, just stand up for what you believe in and for what's right, even if they're going to slap you down. That's what, yep. History's going to go back and say, hey, at least she stood up to him. Absolutely. You know. And by the way, oh, no, what were you going to say? No, go ahead. I was just going to say that Kavanaugh, it's not done, done. I mean, yeah, he, he was appointed. You can be impeached from the Supreme Court. And I know people might say that's crazy, but we're taking the power back in about four days. And you can bet there's going to be some investigations into what went down. You really think so? I never I, thought about that before. Absolutely. I'm not saying they're going to impeach him because that, that itself is a can yeah. of worms, but they can they absolutely can open investigations into why the FBI just was like, yeah, like a one-day investigation. Right. It was so blasé about absolutely. it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we can definitely dredge up some of that. I don't know. I don't know if I would go there, though, honestly. I think I would just... Let him dig his own grave by making some real bad uh, decisions. Like Squee? Yeah. <laughs> Make some real bad decisions and then just see what happens from there. Dude, I've never seen someone so proud that they drank beer. <laughs> he like, definitely is a proud beer drinker. Like he said that like it wasn't just beer. It was this whole like American thing. The beer symbolized right. a freedom. Right. And a, just this kind of this lifestyle like we were free back then, you know? <laughs> we were free. We were wild. We were drinking beer. You know, we were lifting weights. I was, it was a different America where I could drink and then freely like try to rape <laughs> girls that came into my immediate area. Yeah, I guess uh, that's pretty sad. You could hear like the fucking like music in the background almost right. like the Neil Diamond, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, that's like. Oh my God, yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, he is um he's a very interesting young man. But that was very interesting very interesting times though as well though, the early eighties. I'm quite sure if they were able to go back and do an investigation of that private school that they would find a lot more. Well that other guy, Mark Judge, the one who was mm-hmm. hiding out. Right. Yo, that guy's a full on dirtbag. I mean Wow. I don't uh, know. Yeah. I didn't know. I'd let it all go after after the confirmation. I let all those people go because honestly, there's just too much going on to keep this circus in my head. He wrote some books about his exploits where he he loosely sort of. Oh yeah, I remember that. And they, I read this other thing where he was a bartender. I mean, excuse me. Um, he he hung out at this bar in D.C. and this bartender they interviewed was just like that was the guy that you knew when he walked in. Everybody was like, "Fuck!" Like, it's going to be trouble. I guess like he hadn't done enough to get banned, but they hated him. Oh, okay. So just a total ass. Yeah, exactly. That one mm-hmm. guy. Just that jerk. Oh, here comes that jerk. Yeah. You know I when they see that. You know he tried to hide out for a while when this went down, but they finally mm-hmm. found him in a in a ninety six Civic with all these comic <laughs> Yeah. He had really? comic books on I think he was living in his car. Oh yeah. wow. Or something. Wow. Deep. I did not know. But Squee, Squee did all right. You know, <laughs> Squee did good. <laughs> That's gotta be a movie in itself but, also. But it's just like, again, like I keep the the comic side of it keeps going back to like one of these nostalgic movies, like, I don't know, 
risky like, business or uh some some but like even more like the breakfast club some shit like that like john hughes but to him right or summer of 42 or but him it's it's drinking right no it's definitely like, it's porkies brian adams the summer of 69 like he's porkies yeah he's yeah. porkies yeah he's definitely porkies or any of those uh, other late seventies, early eighties, uh, what Revenge of the Cheerleaders, yeah. and basically all that, all that corny high school debauchery films, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know. We found out this week that uh, Mueller handed off another investigation about the his Bedminster Club in Jersey. Yeah, exactly, and how they hire. And apparently they got a real a scam going on there. Where they handpick these people, bring them in, give them green cards. Fake documents. Fake documents. So, and fast track them. I think they're also fast tracking those people to become uh, citizens. The, the, the people who that work? That get hired at Trump, yeah. That I didn't read. I mean, if that would be a surprise given his attitude. But, I mean, I one thing is clear that they seem to have a very well-oiled operation. Mm-hmm. And they what, do. And when it started, they referred um, – the New York Times was the one who broke that article. And then lawyers got involved, and they referred it to Mueller, who looked into it, and right. I guess – and referred it to uh, – The FBI in Jersey. Right. <laughs> so now we've got FBI in Jersey doing stuff, FBI in New York, D.C. Oh, yeah. It's FBI everywhere. Pretty soon, I'm quite sure Florida come up. Shoot. Thank God California has been staying out of the way. Yeah, well – Trump's his sole accomplishment in California, unfortunately, is what put him here, which is The Apprentice. But right, it's it's just amazing how every aspect of his life. If they were doing that at Bedminster, like you don't just you don't just set up an operation like that on your own. Like they were told to do that. Can we disclaim? Can we just say no that that's not California's fault for The Apprentice, and that's New York's fault? Because we'll just say it was NBC in New York that greenlit that, and it was NBC and it was shot in New York. So let's give all that trouble back to New York. I want to at a later point. I want to actually have a long discussion about as someone who works in Hollywood, and of course, you mm-hmm. have grown up here. I want to talk about The Apprentice, and there was that big article last week about Mark Burnett. Right. It was the first big one I've seen on the development of The Apprentice. Okay. Um, I'm forgetting now where I think it was in New, the New Yorker. Okay. Um, it's up on the Mueller Time Facebook page, but you you would you would get into it. It's all about how he came up with the concept and how Trump is just this fucking moron that Burnett managed. just manipulated and managed and he 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 yeah. I mean, there's stuff about him not being able to read, like yeah, no, the usual. Yeah, the usual the usual stuff. Yeah, for sure. It's it's a and good Mark article. Burnett has all the tapes still. Evolved yeah. apparently Trump using the N word and yeah. grabbing girls and all sorts of stuff. Last week, uh, Trump also revealed the identities of uh, SEAL Team Five. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he does again. Old folks that don't understand technology, mm. so he actually takes a picture with SEAL Team Five members and tweets it out. Well, that. Tweet also contains, you know, GPS coordinates and everything else. So now they know exactly where SEAL team is and they know exactly who they are. So now when they capture them, 
they got the photo to match it up. Right. Like, oh yeah, this is still Team Five. Oh, this guy's gonna be worth a lot more to the U.S. than just some regular Joe Blow. I, you know, it, it's like it sounds crazy to even say this, but given what we do know about how he's given intelligence away, you you wonder sometimes, is that intentional? He's I mean, old. He doesn't know. You think it's just yeah, he's Trump just being old. just stupid? Yeah, he's just old. Remember, he's eight years old. If you give an eight-year-old Twitter, this is what happens. He takes these people's photos and releases them. Mm-hmm. They have no option. As I tried to explain to a Trump supporter last week who didn't get it, like she was like, they could have refused. No, they can't. No, They're no. fucking soldiers. Yeah, no, what happens? No, they don't refuse. You don't refuse. Are you kidding me? What happens is that they uh, digitize the photos. Because this isn't the first time a SEAL team member has had a photo taken with um, a president or another official. But what they do is that they digitize the photo so you can't make out who the person is. You see the one when Bush did that? Same thing. But you're right. They cut the, they digitize the faces. Because mm-hmm. that's what a, a sane... Right. That's I, what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to be tweeting. No. You're not supposed to be tweeting. You're supposed to let the White House handled security of all these photos and right. everything else. You're not supposed to take the picture of yourself on your cell phone and tweet it out. Yo, But I, he's old. He doesn't know technology. It's not even just a regular soldier. It's the fucking SEAL Team 5. The, right. The team, the same, <laughs> the and guys that caught Osama bin Laden, right? It was SEAL Team 6. six. But mm-hmm. it's the same. There's just different units. Right. That's how secretive these guys are. Oh, yeah. No, the SEAL Team, you're never supposed to know anything about these guys ever. And Me- Trump just gave it up. Yo, but he's an old man. Meanwhile, where's where's the Benghazi crowd? Where, where's the what, what about her, about her emails? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. <sighs> so tired of all of that. But speaking of that, yeah, uh, what do you think about Hillary running again for for president? Yeah. Um, are you just asking me that in general? Or was there yeah. some kind of talk about no. it? What do you think in general about that? Uh, I, I, w- I don't think that'd be a good idea. Nobody thinks that would be a good yeah. idea. Yeah. No. Um, I think knowing how people who rise to that level think, you know, who mm-hmm. are at the top, I'm sure no matter what she says that it's somewhere in her head, especially knowing that you fucking did win right. and you got robbed. Like that would, right. I'd be like, fucking, I'm coming back. But no. But, but that sail, uh, that ship has sailed, my we, friend. Look, I feel the same way in some ways about Biden. Like you had the moment. You oh, could have yeah. been the president. Like mm. you had that moment. That was the moment. Maybe. Shoot. Well, we'll never know. We'll never know. But Hillary, I mean, I, I'm. That's a great question that you brought up. No. Yeah. No. We no. gotta get somebody fresh. Somebody new. We gotta win. Like. Well, we're gonna win. Oh yeah. No, but. Just to be safe. Let's run somebody good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, just to be safe. Yeah, because last time we said that with Hillary, it was like, oh, yeah, well, Hillary's winning. So, you know, <laughs> and that didn't happen. We, we Honestly, you're right. We don't know what's going to happen. We, yeah. I never even asked you, where were you on election night? <laughs> Crying. No, honestly. <laughs> no, honestly, I um, came home. I saw the results going down. And I was just like. Uh, well, it'll pan out and she's going to win. So, all right. And I went to sleep. I did. I went to sleep. And I woke up the next day and found out Trump won. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. You've got to really, what? How did you win? And that's when I had to go find out about the electoral college and everything else. And just like, we really did it to ourselves this time. We fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. 
I want to get uh, a buddy of mine who's an actor who he's the one I was with on election night and his wife and mm-hmm. he's a really good actor. He was actually on Friends and uh, <laughs> yeah, he was uh, not. He was, no, just leave it at that. Yeah. yeah. He was on Friends. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. he's You'd recognize him. And I just, I've always wanted to tell that story and get his perspective too. Right. Because just, it was the three of us in this bar and it was really fascinating as as crazy as that night was. Right. And just everybody, you know, I've heard multiple stories from everybody just just being floored about what happened that night and i just keep it's it's yeah it's going to be a movie and it's going to be really hard to watch that scene when all of a sudden you just realize what happened yeah that she lost and that he won that's going to be a hard scene uh and then time magazine has a story that uh is a little long and at times boring but it's about how Paul Manafort was basically about to get his legs broken if he didn't deliver money mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. ASAP to these, this Russian guy right when he took the job for Trump. Right. Wow. So it's stuff you know, but it's it's on timemagazine.com. Yeah, look at these guys are, <laughs> these guy all, these guys are just gangsters. <laughs> these guys are just old school gangsters. That's why Giuliani's involved because, you know, these guys are just old school mafia. That's all it is. They've just been, Trump's been running like this forever. Trump might be mafia we've never thought about that before oh he's 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 mafia for sure or do you mean like like a made guy he could be oh he's too fucking too uh, silly well also he's not italian uh i know you pretty much got to be italian you gotta be yeah but he's got all that money but he is mafia basically i mean he he's right he's a gangster right um he's definitely or at least he runs with the mob for sure oh yeah he runs with the mob for sure. Because they get all those contracts, to get shoot. all those buildings made and everything else. Yeah, it's New York. It's Mob City. Oh, yeah. When he was coming up, like, you know, I grew up in New Jersey. Um, You know, that mob stuff is it's construction, please. Yeah. I mean, dude, to this day. Yeah, I could tell you some stories. I'm not going to. Yeah, but I, no, for sure. Yeah, no. I want you to live. Yeah, no. Yeah. Those people are still around. <laughs> yeah, they're still alive. <laughs> I don't need you telling any stories. Let those uh let that lay. Yeah. People this is one guy. Like I'll see him occasionally when I go back home. Mhm. And he's from that world. He's like, "What's going on?" I'm always like, "Nothing." <laughs> Nothing, dude. Eric, yeah. what's going on, buddy? No. How you doing, buddy? What's going on there? I'm like nothing, dude. I just <laughs> just lie, nothing. <laughs> just I just absolutely. I just zero. wake up in a room, <laughs> and I'm wake, in that room. Like, wake up, I wake up in a box. I go to work, <laughs> and I come home back to that box, and that's Cause, it. Because you you don't want these guys to know anything, right? Yeah, it's true. Uh, we got just a plug too. We got this Patreon now. If you like uh, Muller Time podcast, Patreon.com backslash Muller Time. It's five bucks a month, and it helps us uh, produce this show. Wow, nice. Yeah. In order for me to come back, you guys are going to have to start uh, doing some Patreon. Yep. And uh, we're very thankful to our uh, our first Patreons who've already helped us cover the cost of just you know running the show, which is it's, it's, right. it's a lot of work. I mean. It is. You should shout out their names. I should. Well, I asked. Some, some of them didn't want me to, so oh, I will. Okay. I know. I was surprised because I'm like, but. I'll, Next episode we will first um, one of the new year. Well, we'll get it. Being that some people didn't want it. Well, the maybe. ones we those we won't, but the others we will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we. Well, let them know they could get a shout out if they prefer to. How about that? 
Exactly. If you sign up for Patreon, throw in your five bucks, you can get a shout out from us. Agreed. And uh, we're working on some other rewards too. Right. We'll even throw out your little uh, social media stuff. Yeah. You know, your little Instagram or your little Twitter. Yeah. You know, we'll throw out a little something for you, get you some more followers. Um, we're on Facebook at Muller Time Podcast, Twitter at Muller Time Pod, Instagram, the YouTube channel, which will have our. Um, it has a it, well. The YouTube channel has a lot of videos, but as I said, it's going to have a new one up tomorrow or the day after with Unfit's director Dan Partland. Um, anything you want to uh, add about? Uh, not too much. How was your holiday? It was good. Uh, actually, I would like to ask you something. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen next year? <laughs> what I think is going to happen next year. Uh, I have no idea. This circus is taking me on a wild, wild ride. I don't even know which pill did I take. I don't know if I took the blue one or the red one. I don't know what rabbit hole we're about to go down. Next year is going to be very, very exciting. Yeah. Hopefully some jail time. I want to thank... Not uh, for me. Yeah. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Not no. for me. How about that? No. Yeah, I want to thank... Uh, man, I just want to thank everyone who listens to this show and you. And it's been... Uh, I mean, despite the challenges of, the, of this year, mm-hmm. it's been a great year in a lot of ways. So I hope everybody just keeps listening and we'll see y'all in 2019.